You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin, Tatiana King-Jones, and Jeff J. Our show is edited and produced by DJ Ben Amin, and For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Welcome, Internets, to another episode of For All Nerds. We're back with the greatest and latest in geek and pop culture. It is your host for this week, Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Beretta Scott King, Sean Jean-Luc Picard, Deuce Piccolo, Chance the Parappa, and Misty Knight Rider. And as usual, I have with me... What's up, everybody? My name is Jeff J, a.k.a. The King in the North Face. Brainiac Five Racks, Rum Punch Man, Jason Mimosa, and Roman. Can you stand the reins? (laughs) Oh, kudos to Roman Reigns, who came back, told us that his cancer is in remission. Fuck cancer and everybody who loves it. Yo, Bombat Banter. For real. For life. For For life. For life. Yo. Um, but yes, welcome back to For All Nerd Show. I hope you guys missed us. We were gone for a week. Now we're back with the jump off. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you couldn't resist. Yeah, I, I tried to hold the shoulders down too. And she, she was hitting it. So now we're back with the jump off. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, I know you couldn't resist. But um, but yeah, so we're back here. We have uh, we were gone for a little bit because we were taking care of some business on the West Coast. Not sure if you guys follow us on social media. If you don't, you need to at Jeff J says at Tatiana King and at DJ Benjamin because we were both in well, I was in Portland and in LA. I met up with Ben in LA. We did a few really really cool things. I did a little animation studio visit, like the animation specifically and for people who don't know who or what Leica animation is I have a phrase for you Kubo and the Two Strings Coraline those amazing movies were created by Leica Studios so you can imagine the amount of creativity and really I I have never seen this shit before but I did a little studio visit was able to visit a set of an upcoming movie uh, called Missing Link. So I'll be talking more about that in the next coming week. I'll also post up something on forallnerds.com. And like I mentioned, Ben, I mean, and myself met up in LA because we went to see Captain Marvel. And I know, Jeff, unfortunately, you were left behind. Well, you weren't left behind. You was doing some basketball shit, if, I don't, if I'm recalling right. I mean, you was you was I busy. Mean, what, what weekend was that? All Star Weekend? <laughs> yeah, I think that was also right after All Star. That was right weekend. after All Star Weekend. So I wasn't yeah. doing basketball things. You guys were doing Marvel things, we and I was Marvel doing things. weekend things <laughs> by myself. <laughs> I was actually sick as a dog this whole week. So damn. If I would have hopped on one more plane, I probably would have became um, Resident Evil. Patient Zero. That would have been the T virus. I would have had I would have had the wild T virus when I landed, but you know. Um, good for y'all or whatever. <laughs> well, we'll make sure you see the movie. Oh, whatever. Soon. Leave me alone. Go just talk. We'll All make right? sure you see the movie soon. But the fuck is you, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't patronize me. <laughs> but yeah, we saw Captain Marvel, Ben I mean and myself, and while we cannot there is an embargo. We cannot tell you guys much. We can give you some high level details about what to expect or what to think about um i will say from my perspective if i have to rate it between on a scale of one to ten i'd give it a seven and a half Mm. i think it's a solid movie it what i had to realize is i went in there expecting this very grand 
I don't know, Infinity War type gesture. I don't know why I thought that. Maybe because I was so hype off of Infinity War. And that did not happen. However, that does not mean this is not a good movie. It is still a good movie. It's just not as uh, out there as you may be thinking it is. One thing it is, though, it is a typical Marvel origin story. So you're going to get the whole groundwork for Captain Marvel, the people who are involved in her life, how she got there, how she became Captain Marvel, all that stuff, how how Carol became Captain Marvel and all that stuff. Um, you're going to get all that. So, like I said, it is a good movie, solid film. I I, I just, I wasn't as blown away as I thought of it. Again, I, I, I came in there thinking one thing and then I got something else. Um, one thing I will want to address is Lashana Lynch did that. She did an amazing job and when she is on screen the tone definitely changes and it's a great tone change so that being said absolutely go see Captain Marvel I'm gonna get your tickets for when it comes out when does it come out it come out like in in a few weeks they don't even know when it comes out when they go see screeners that's the that's the rich life right here it's March 8th (laughs) I believe that's International Women's Day Oh, it does come out, March. Yes, you're absolutely correct. And mm-hmm. and what a day to put it out. So um, hit that up. Um, when Ben Amin returns on the show, uh, he will give his take on it. Um, hopefully he'll be he'll be back next week. Um, speaking of Ben Amin, on Wednesday is his birthday. So happy birthday to the captain of the spaceship. By the time you guys listen to this, it will either be his birthday or after. Make sure you hit him up. Tell him happy birthday. Give him love. Show him love. Hit him up on the socials, all that great stuff. If you're in New York and you see him on the street, say, what up, DJ Ben Amin? Yeah. Make sure um, he's, he's feeling the support. Send him a heartfelt year. Yeah, even though he's from Houston. It so don't matter. What, what still, he's he in New York. You get the heart. You New Yorkers, you give him a heart. I don't care where you're from. When you, you work, you live in New York, you give a heartfelt year. Year. This is facts. Um, on top of that, uh, we were in L.A. because we were uh, we went to check out a shop called, uh, it's called a Shop Call Quest. And it is a comic book store, which is actually very, very nice, very well stocked. This in the L.A. Arts District. If you live in L.A. or happen to be on the West Coast or be making that trip, definitely stop by. Come through there because they have amazing selection and it's a really great spot. I promise you this is not an ad. I just want you to know that the guy, I want you guys to know that this place exists. In addition, I want you to know because we may be having a live show there. So keep your ears open. Keep your eyes open. Get ready to check it out. And something else that I hope that you checked out, Jeff. What? Have you seen a trailer that dropped today that includes a little yellow animal that goes, Pika, Pika. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, if you're talking about Detective Pikachu, yeah, I did yes. see that trailer. Did you? Yes, I You did. don't seem thrilled about it. I mean, it's not, eh. um, I have to see it to okay. believe it. It looks cool, but the live action Pokemon is a little jarring for me. <laughs> I, I, I just don't, I don't know. Why is Pikachu a detective? Yeah. Like, why? How? How? Why? I, I it's, it's questions that need to be answered. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, you know, the, the trailer, it looks cool. I, I'm just not hyped. I'm, I'm not. Interesting. I'm actually the opposite. I, I was not hyped for this at all. In the first, tra- this is actually the second trailer. The first trailer that came out, I was like, yeah, not feeling it. But this time around, I will say, while I'm still not with the shits when it comes to Pikachu actually talking, he, they should, you, you should never speak. Period. I will say that I am hyped because of these photorealistic Pokemon because I want to see that battle. I want to see the battle. I want to see the powers and all that stuff. So. Actually seeing that made me more interested because it immediately put me into my nostalgic feels. Mm. I will agree with you, though, that the Pokemon, a lot of new look a bit jarring and a bit scary. Charizard looks terrifying, um, just to say the least. But they, there are a few. They, they purposely, I feel like they did the shit on purpose. They purposely put the weirdest looking ones in there, like mm-hmm. Mr. Mime in that bitch. Um, the ones that, that scare you in cartoon form that are now turned into real life form. I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. Well, Mewtwo still looks like a pretentious fuck, so that's cool. <laughs> you think Mewtwo is pretentious? What? <laughs> what? You ever see that thing? I swear, swear it's a, um, a rare Pokemon. Fuck out of here. It is a rare Pokemon. Like, like very rare. Not it's like extremely rare. It's the only one! Rare. Isn't there like a... Um, you think a, a Mew? Um, no. Um, the, the, the Phoenix. 
What does it got to do with what does it got to do with Mewtwo? You you talk about Moltres. Yes. What does it got to do with Mewtwo? Yo, let me get my slander off. You oh know? shit! Like, <laughs> like don't 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 cook me when I'm trying okay. to get my slander. No, I be kid. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mewtwo act like you know what I'm saying. Like, that he's the know, only legendary. Like, you saying yo, you're not the only legend. Yo, you you rare, but are you legendary? Like we talk about legends, I think Pikachu first. You know what I'm saying? I even think about Meowth. Like let's talk legends. Like we gonna do legend talk. Let's do legends. To me, Mewtwo is they at this point. Really? I mean, you know, he's I. Are you saying like he's an also ran? Like I mean, Mewtwo. You know what I mean? He's I. Know. If you're into Mewtwo. that, if you're into that, you know what I'm saying. If you're into that, I guess you know what I'm saying. But well, the trailer does uh, mix up the classic 151 Pokemon along with the new ninjas. I don't know them new kids. Um, I don't know her. I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know her. So like, don't talk to me about all these new ones because I don't know who they are. But that being said, I, they're trying to put in two generations or maybe three generations together to kind of give you a brand new take on the story. Um, we do have a black lead, which That's is true. which is interesting. Um, he's the new Ash Ketchum, I guess. Nah, I need I need my son Ash though at some point. No, you know who I need? I need my son Gary. Gary. <laughs> yo, yo, Gary Oak is dead, dude. Like I don't understand how people don't. Now you want to talk about a legend? Gary, Gary Oak, Gary a Oak legend. Gary Oak, Gary Oak, the god. First of all, he also got to be like 10, 11 years old because they oh, they all like ten years old in that the story. True. That is true. He ain't but maybe one year older than Ash, if that. And secondly, he an asshole. All assholes, and then he and he don't care. He goes, "What's your little twerp ass doing here? <laughs> you don't got no badges, my guy." Yeah, there's got to be all. some badge talk. There got to be some badge envy. You know, what I'm I, saying? I don't know. if We're gonna see any of that. Yeah, see, I gotta see badge hype beasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, crashing the badge app with box so you can't get them them badges. Oh God! Need the supreme, the supreme, um, <laughs> the supreme badge. Right. All of that. I hope we see that. I hope we see Team Rocket or some some mention of this shit because if you're talking about a world where Pokemon are real walking around, like these ninjas had jobs too. Mm-hmm. So there was there was one doing traffic stops. So yeah. I mean, if we're talking about that, then you know I, I would like to see the full world flesh out. And they're already talking about a sequel, and this shit didn't even come out yet. Get to that money, right? But um, everyone, mostly except for Jeff Jay, says um, most people are kind of hype about this. So I think it's gonna, it might do some numbers. Let's see. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to update everybody on: there's a show called Castle Black, which is our Game of Thrones podcast, and mm. it's back. For those longtime listeners, if you have been rocking with us for a while, you know that we've had, along with Rest in Power, Deadly Diva, me, myself, and Ben Amin had a show called Castle Black, where we basically recapped all the episodes of Game of Thrones. It was an amazing time. And then, for obvious reasons, we had to take a hiatus. But now we are back. Uh, shout out to Portia Obvi. That's her That's her handle. But shout out to Portia, who is our newest third member, who is also the Game of Thrones book expert so she is helping us out with the actual facts mm, you brought a book reader on oh mm. actual book reader. that deli diva also was a book reader so she know all the information so Portia's out there correcting Dope. us telling us what's up and ben i mean out there ben i mean and i are just out there like saying all types of crazy shit but that being said we've already recapped season one the next episode we're gonna recap season two um that Episode should probably be dropping at the end of the week, if I'm not mistaken. But we're going to continue on recapping all, and and, excuse me, not episodes, but seasons. We're going to continue on on recapping each season leading up to the season eight premiere. You remember when the book readers had everything on us until yo everything they were so I remember a spring in old Valeria where <laughs> the old gods and the new convened to talk about Westeros and all its inhabitants. You, my dear, do not know the Targaryens the way we know the Targaryens. Are you Jamaican now? <laughs> that West Indian come came out. I tried to hide it. Game of Stones. <laughs> yes. Yes. Game of Stones. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, no, the book readers did tend to be mad snotty. But guess what? Y'all don't got shit on us now. Nope. And he's still writing the book. And I still won't <laughs> read the book. Martin is writing the book. I still you can't read the, book. read the book until you watch the series. And when you watch the series, it might be the same. It might be different. But you won't know until you read the book. Mm. Mm, mm. And we still ain't going to read the book because I ain't read one. I ain't read two. I ain't going to wait for you. We ain't reading the books. 
All right. <laughs> and with that, we'll be back with the remix and more for our show. Oh. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School. And when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, a.k.a. Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture, I'm watching For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Kelly Robbins Hicks, executive producer of Random Acts of Blindness, and when I'm not making white people mad as hell, I'm listening to the For All Nerds show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the Friend Zone, and when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. fam you are now here with us in the spaceship back for more amazing for all nerd show and you're back with one of my favorite segments the guac is extra the geek wintly asked questions where you our listeners ask us all sorts of questions pertaining to geek and pop culture to also your own personal life and jeff J, could you tell me what the first question is yes i can once it pulls up okay uh, this is from at Steveland NYC. What are some of your favorite comic book runs? Does it have to be Marvel or DC? How does man at Chio Chio <laughs> Chico Chico Leo? Leo? <laughs> Not you, <laughs> yo, yo, Steve. What the what the fuck? Yes, Steve at me, DJ Bounty, and Chico Leo. I'm like, damn, but was that Jeff. tweet? Was that tweet from 20? <laughs> that was a tweet from the past. I've come back from the future. <laughs> To ask a Greek really ask question. <laughs> Damn, I can't even get quote tweeted on that motherfucker. Yeah, so I know, so I, I'm, I know it's gonna be Spider Man related for you. Eh, no, no, some. He said some. Okay, let me know. So more than one, more than one equals some. Um, Saga already mm. is one of them. Like I've, I just haven't read anything ever like it. Um, Saga, uh, the, the Uncanny X-Force run that Rick uh, Remender was was on when they were basically a hit squad. Okay. That's one of the, one of my favorite series. Um, I think I would say Dan Slott's run on Amazing Spider-Man is, um, one of my favorites. Ultimate Spider-Man, including Miles Morales from, from Bendis. Uh, DC, Batman, like oh shit, shit. Um, <laughs> all like he's had iconic runs with with um Grant Morrison, with um with currently with Tom King, and with Scott Snyder. Like those three runs back to back to back. It's mm-hmm. you just get overloaded. Like that's been one of the most consistent comics over the last ten years. Um. The Green Lantern run with Jeff Johns when he reestablished the mythos of Green Lantern and and everything encompassing that, though that's another one that's like a a, a big go for me. Hickman's um, F- Fantastic Four run, mm-hmm. his Avengers run, um, and I I really liked Nick Spencer's runs on Captain America uh, when it was Steve Rogers and. Um, Sam Wilson, okay. like into um, into Secret Empire. Like I thought, those were like some. Those are some of my favorites off the top of my head. That's what's up. Um, I will say I love Ta-Nehisi Coates' Black Panther. Um, I know when I first started it, it was like a slow burn, but then then I think it was like the fourth issue. That's when it really got deep, and I was like, oh, I'm with it. So mm-hmm. definitely that. Um, I don't think this is, I don't know if this would be considered a run or it's just the general story, but Wicked and Divine always. Uh Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey. Mm-hmm. Uh Fucks with Paper Girl, Brian K. Vaughn, 
That is amazing. Paper Girls, rather. Please, please, please read that story if you have not already. Yeah, that and that get that and Wickdiv are on my lists. Oh my God. If you if you guys have not I mean, regardless of where you stand in comic book reading or comic book culture, you need to pick these up. Like you can get into these, trust me, and it's in a phenomenal stories that I know that they're gonna end up adapting at some point. So please check those out for sure. Um uh, and then also, I don't. Did I already say? No, I didn't say this. Um, Ironheart, with uh, with a V viewing, fucks with it. Heavy, mm-hmm. love it, love it, love it. One one thing I did forget. Um, fables. Mm. What? Oh, oh, with the the, the actual ca- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know you talk about the fables. Fables, fables, fairy tale characters. Fables was a book. Fables was a book. Very deep, very deep. Um, okay, so the next question comes from Kirk Kitty. They write. Are there any popular film tropes you do like? I like the grizzled vet about to retire getting his craziest case two weeks before he retires. Trope. <laughs> um, I, I, I love coming-of-age stories. I mean, they're classic. Just, you know, somebody who's who's learning to become, you see them on the steps to become what they're ultimately meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um like origin stories and stuff like that i like i like that i like that i don't know if that's considered a trope but um um i i like those uh what else what, what's a what's a classic trope i mean um, one one that can go either way uh if they, if they, they could be creative about it is you know like loser gets a pass on insurmountable odds to become a winner mm-hmm. type trope like they always do that Right. Like the like the Steve Urkel into Stefan types. Ah, uh, okay, Stefan okay, Urkel. Okay, okay. Um, I like the trope of the of the person you least expect betrays you and then <laughs> it goes the wrong way. Like that's like it's just classic because then you always are wondering like who who can you trust and mm-hmm. then when this person you like him her, you know, mm. um, it's just the ones that we like, right? Just, just the ones that you actually like. Like, there's um, obviously plenty of tropes that I absolutely hate, and and most of them, if not all of them, are sexist. But, um, well, you know, one that is interesting again, if if done creatively, it's actually pretty funny. The the training montage that always happens. Oh right. And like right, right. damn near every movie, regardless of what it's about, there's always some form of it. Yeah. I fucks with that. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, the next question comes from C Love eighty five. They write, disclaimer, I don't know if someone has already asked this question. They didn't. But who would y'all want to play Storm in the X-Men reboot whenever Disney decides to do it? Someone I haven't seen before. Any particular suggestions? Just someone you've never have, have seen before? So no, no Alexander like a, a Ship, new, no Hallie. No. That's like all you've seen. New, somebody new mm. and somebody who visually fits the character a little bit better but somebody knew because who would that be to you i, I don't know because mm. i don't know if they exist yet but, so um, but what i'm saying is there's i feel like there's a dearth of young black hollywood women who can and i'm gonna say dearth because i mean there's an abundance amount of um of black women actors who haven't been discovered yet maybe they if this is a younger storm somebody that you could put out an actual casting call and get and get um uh people um i I just i just don't want to go through the same names of people that we've seen or that we know before just because it's it's easy to do um if it's somebody that i haven't seen or somebody in a limited role um People that I if I if I had to think off the top of my head, just based on on look, who could probably do it? Uh Aja Naomi King mm, uh, from, from How to Get Away with Murder. Murder. Yeah. She's one that comes to mind. Um uh Homegirl from American Gods, your your titty, your titty. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say something else, and I knew that wasn't what it was. So I was like, I mean, I pronounce it your titty. Some people say your titty, but your titty badaki. Yeah, she, you know, she already played a goddess. That's that's like two off the top of my head. I'm trying to think. Is there another? Is there another one? Well, there's someone who's been very vocal about wanting to get the role, Kiki Lane from If Bill Street Could Talk. I don't know if you've seen. You know, I saw Bill Street Could Talk. Was she the? um, You know, Kiki Lane. 
Oh yeah, yeah. This is the this was the um the, the sister that wasn't with the shits. <laughs> yeah. I was exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. 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 yeah you see that, right? She her with the um it? with the Afro puffs, right? Yes. She she wasn't the lead, right? No. She was the sister that was wait, wasn't the sister um um uh Tiana Paris that was that was cursing her out or was it did you see Bill Street Can Talk? No. You didn't see it? No. Uh so that is the lead. That's who you're talking about, right? I'm talking about Kiki Lane. Right. So her, right? Her. Right. On screen. Yes. yes. She was the her. she was the <laughs> she was the lead. So I believe if if I'm if I'm not bugging, I think T- Tiana Tiana Paris played Wait, no, that's her in the picture too. Yes. You're why did you say Tiana Paris? Cuz I believe she isn't she in in if Bill Street could talk or am I bugging? You you, you might be bugging. <laughs> I could have swore that she was in that she's in that movie. Like I'm, I'm completely. Can you can you hit um IMDb for if Bill because you could talk? Well, either way, her yeah, she was she was dope. She Kiki Lane was no, dope. No, Tiana, Tiana was in Bill Street. Okay. Bill Street could talk. Okay, I don't know who she. She was her sister. She okay. was Kiki Lane's sister in the movie. But I knew I wasn't. I knew I was a bugger. But yeah, another another example, another example of somebody who, um. Would be would be I think a dope a dope uh, a dope choice. I'm not really I'm not really um, familiar with a lot of stuff that she's done. Mm-hmm. Chris, can you click on her name? Um, yes, I was right. No, not Tiana. I know I know what Tiana does. Um, uh, Kiki Lane. I want to I want to see just scroll scroll scroll. Yeah, scroll, she was scroll, she wore scroll, that beautiful scroll, pink scroll, gown scroll. at the Oscars. Let's see. Uh, Native Son. Oh, that's coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Chicago Med, Veracity. Have you ever um, read Native Son? That's actually really good. I, I haven't, but I've yes. heard it's like, you know. It's amazing. So, yeah, so you could see for the most part there's like stuff that she's done, stuff that she's done in, in like sporadic roles and she's just coming into it on a movie yeah. level. So someone like her would be something, someone that I'm talking about. That you're looking about. for. Yeah. Okay, I could see that happening. Because you know when we get into fantasy booking for for movies and whatnot, um, we always go to like the heavy hitters or people who we who we yeah. think would, would. And I get why, but someone like this who who Storm could be the defining role that catapults her to the next Something level, else, yeah. and we replenish Black Hollywood and our our artists and our entertainers and give our young the the young next generation. Or just the next generation, period, regardless of age, that stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fresh. You've never seen it before. Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's generally been my same sentiment because ever since from Jump Street, when they never cast Angela Bassett in the role that had always been her role, I was like, all right, I'd rather just be somebody brand new. Mm-hmm. And they went with Halle Berry, and I was just like, y'all fucked it up from just from the beginning. I so. mean, I ain't gonna hold you. Angela could probably play a young storm now. Angela could play, let's, Angela let's, play whatever the fuck. Let's she want to play, okay? Let, let's let's have an honest conversation but, because okay, she can. Miss, but let's Miss also Bassett, let me be respectful. Let's also have a realistic conversation. Miss Bassett, mm. let's also have a realistic conversation. They're not gonna cast her as a young storm. I mean, However, I know they could still cast her as future storm. No, because it's in the MCU, so she's already been Ramonda. Oh yeah. So yeah. Ramonda, 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 but um, yeah, that's. I just thought about that now. If it was Fox, then maybe ironically, but I think I think she's good where where her position is. That unfortunately, that ship no, I, I know the ship is never has, has will never sail, but I always can dream. I tell you this much: if they do, if they did Castro, like let's say ship they did some sailed. time some time thing where it was like an older storm, would look the other way. Oh, I don't, I don't know Ramonda. I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know her, but she had white hair too, so it's kind of like. Yeah, well, I think they did that shit on purpose to troll us. Um, the next question comes from, have any of y'all, this one, I'm sorry, this one comes from Chio's Got Jokes. They write, have any of y'all watched the Umbrella Academy? It's wonderful, but I haven't been able to talk with anyone concerning how race is portrayed. I love y'all's show. It's everything. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the question. Um, I have started watching Umbrella Academy, but only the first two episodes. So Same. I'm not deep into it. I can't. I don't think I can give a, a qualified answer on how race is portrayed because I haven't really seen how race is portrayed. But mm-hmm. then maybe that's the the hint that maybe they don't really. I, I, again, I, this is only the first two episodes, and as far as I see, they don't really make mention of race at all. 
Right, not not uh, explicitly, not explicitly, but, or um, or or they don't seem to. Wow. I mean, because one of the one of the the siblings, cause, um, it, basically, it's how many of the kids are there? Seven, seven, seven kids that he has. They all live in the house. They were all randomly like born like Jesus right. one day, and um, this really rich, mega rich Elon Musk type guy came and and scooped them. And and now they're all grown up and they all have different types of powers and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, one of those people happens to be a black woman. And then the rest, as I presume that I've seen, just happen to be white or, or, or other. There's mm. there, there's there's one um, Indian kid, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there's a there's an Asian kid. There's a um, there's an Asian kid. There's a black woman. There's a Latino dude. Um and then there's, you know, number one is white, number two is Latino, number okay, three yeah. is um, the uh, black woman, number four is white, okay. number five, I, yeah, he's white. Number five is white, and then a white passing. No, yeah, right, all right, all white. No, no, no. I, if if he was anything else, I'd be like, wow. Like I'd be, I legit be like, wow. But um, and then six is Asian, and seven, seven is I, I think white. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, we've only seen the first few episodes, first couple episodes, so we don't know how deep this dives. But so far, it seems fine. Now, I will say that, um, again, for some people, it may be a slow burn for you, but it's very interesting premise. I don't know if you guys read the books because this is based on a graphic novel series. So pick that up if, never, if you're, if you're I interested. I never read it. Yeah, yeah. I actually have the first two uh, trades that I have not read. It, was it like a whole series? Yeah. It was a whole series, ah. um, and and I I don't even know if I should say was it might it might be still ongoing, but mm. um, point is we have yet to see enough to probably comment all the way on that. But I will say what I see so far, I like it. I like it a lot. All right, and one last question comes from our fave. Four Star 21, Four Star writes. First of all, big hugs to DJ Benhamin. I lost my dad back in October, so I know how fresh that wound is. Oof. Well, first of all, um, all love to you, uh, Leno. Uh, that, I again, can't imagine what that may be like, but just want to show our support and love to you. And thank you for showing your support to DJ Ben. I mean, the question is, going around the room, what's the movie that everyone loves but you can't stand? And what's the movie that everybody hates or considers trash that you genuinely enjoy? The movie that I hate is The Matrix, bunch of pseudo-intellectual bullshit, and Waterworld isn't as bad as everyone says it is. You're wildin', first of all. <laughs> You're, you, I love you, first of all, but you are wildin'. Waterworld was, was and still and forever will be trash, and The Matrix is classic. Now... There were some issues with the second one and some issues within the third, but The Matrix is classic. I wish you could see my face right now. No, I feel like you, I you really something. did see Jeff's face because I feel he like is I ate something bad. It's all twisted up. He is upset. The Haitian is coming out. The Haitian jumped out. He's very upset right like, now. Like the first Matrix is trash to you, but Waterworld? <laughs> Waterworld wasn't they as said, bad? For what it's worth, they didn't say it was amazing. They just said it wasn't as bad as everyone said it was. <laughs> it's good either. It was. You said it. Um, that's a good question. I don't... I have some. I, I Well, all right, set it off. I have some. Um, Man of Steel was not as bad as everyone said it was. I actually enjoyed Man of Steel. That's the Superman... That's a big fact. That's the Superman when he was going... He was, he was throwing them hands on everybody. How could you not love mm -hmm, that? Mm -hmm. Um... Oh, uh, uh, Unbreakable. I hate Unbreakable. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Chris, Chris, he's over here engineering laughing at me. I've always hated that movie. I will forever hate that movie. That's the movie that I always clown with Mr. Glass falling down the fucking thousand steps and every bone in his body breaking out. That shit was funny to me and I know I wasn't supposed to laugh. It was mad boring to me. I didn't care. Not a good movie. Yeah. That's that's wild. That's a good. Those are good. Um, those are good movies. I'm trying to think, what's a movie that I like that was consensus consensus trash? What you gonna say? You gonna say Catwoman? <laughs> Man, look. Yeah. Man, Halle Berry. I'm, try, I'm trying to think if well, I'm trying to. Yo, yeah, that's a 
Shit, that's either so either a bullshit. movie that everyone thought was trash that you liked, or vice versa, a movie. No, no, that I know, I, I know, I'm, I'm, uh, got the question. I, I'm just trying it. to, um, I'm trying to think. Well, all right, so Suicide Squad, mad people hated it, right? Like mm-hmm. hated, hated, hated it. I will go into the Waterworld bucket and say it's not as bad. It's not. It's not. Good. Okay. It would it would be able to pass in class, like like it would be the sixty five. Like I don't know what what y'all passing grade is now in New York City <laughs> public schools, but in my day it passing was sixty five. It would get a sixty five from me. Like I, I, I could see I could see the good in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't think Suicide Squad was as bad as people said it was. Um. Now, a movie that I like that people don't it's, like. Yeah, people think it's trash. Well, well no, that I guess that would be Suicide Squad. Yeah, that, so the right? other way around. So a, peop, a movie that I hate. That everyone praises and thinks is amazing. Huh. I'm trying to think. What What is something? Well, I'm, I'm trying to think back that I, something that I, I really hated that people were like, yo, this shit is good. Um Damn, I feel like we might have seen one of those movies together where we came out and was like, like oh, no, fam. Oh, oh, shit. You know what I you know what I should have said? What? I should have said Ready Player One. Cause oh, y'all hate that shit. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Y'all, y'all hate that shit. That's probably I I'll 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 put two. I'll say that in Ready Player One. Now a movie that I hate. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I just did not. Yeah, was you just not didn't feeling you wasn't like feeling that. it. Yeah. Um Shit, I'm trying to think of a classic, a classic movie. Let me think if there's any black movies that I'm like, yo, that shit is trash, and y'all love it. Do you want it. me to just name all the classic black movies? Friday, Menace <laughs> yeah, of Society, cool. Cool. Deuce, it's cool. Uh, Belly. Nah, it's good. Nah. The uh, Queen's paid in full. Paid in full is good. Streets is watch is good. Like I, I have taste, yo. Like I have taste. Like I ain't gonna say. I ain't gonna say. Um, I'm trying to think. Rosewood. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I named like the most depressing one. Why? Why? Um, why? Why? <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot that I'm not saying, but I have it in my head. You know what? I don't. I don't know if there's a movie that I was just like, "Yo, this shit is trash." And Barbershop. everybody, no, I like Barbershop. All of them. I like. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I tolerated the rest. Like, it's cool. Because you know what? An Ice Cube movie, like those type of movies, I could watch it and I could be like, I'm, I'm not taking it seriously. I thought the you first know one was. Right, right. It's like, I'm not, um, I'm not like, oh, like this is a, a literary disaster. Like, it's cool. <laughs> it's literary. cool. Like, you follow the thing and you, you're watching it for, um, for uh the 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 nostalgia or whatever I don't know I don't know I don't know if I have one I don't know if I have one that I hate that everybody else said was off the hook I don't think I have a movie like that Okay that's fair Yeah I I, I don't if I if I think of one I'll definitely spit it out like I don't want to like stall the clock but um yeah I don't I don't mm-mm. There's got to be one It's probably it's probably one I can't think of a movie in the last few Shots years us. that I what? So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna start naming random Yo, fucking films. She said, she said, Shatas. I'm trying to think. No, nobody was. The consensus wasn't good on like um, scary movie or any of them things, right? Like it kind of was like. I mean, the uh, first one, and then it got just progressively worse as time went on. Right. Like, there's no Bonds. There's no um, oh, Mission Impossible. Did you like all the Bonds? What? Which one that everyone hated? Quantum of Solace. Solace. Quantum of Solace. Everybody hated that shit. Did you like that one? Or do you even remember that one? Did you see I, I that? Can't. One? I saw it. I saw all the Bonds. Um, I, I, it's, it's probably forgettable for me. It is forgettable. So, um, Slow what other, what are the uh, Mission Impossible? I kind of like. I, I liked all of those. I don't think there was any like critical acclaim that, um, that mad people liked. Um, you know what probably would have been the movie for me if I saw it? La La Land. Because that was a movie that I I think a lot of people said they liked because they thought they was should. Because it was like, popular. And I, I, I would say I didn't see it, but I feel like that would have been 
that would have been a movie that everybody would have been like, oh my God, this is amazing. And it wouldn't have been. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, that being said, that is it for the guac questions. If you, my friends, have questions for us regarding geek and or pop culture and or something that's important to your life, whether it be about your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your mom's, your dad, your brother, your sister, all that, your dog, I don't know, hit us up. Contact at forallnerds.com. Alternatively, you can hit us up on our socials at forallnerds. Let us know what your question is there. Um, and in the meantime, Jeff, did you see the Oscars the other night? I did. What did you think about the Best Picture winner? <laughs> I didn't see Green Book, so I'm not going to comment on whether or not what, like, for the confines of, of whether or not it's a good movie, right? I read a lot of reviewers, and one of the, the um one of the functions of a reviewer is if I have similar taste to a reviewer, mm-hmm. I kind of know what I may or may not expect. And the viewers that I read because they we have similar tastes kind of hit on the same notes, um, saying it's a white savior film, mm-hmm. saying... Um, so let me take a step back. Okay. The fact that Dr. Shirley's family doesn't fuck with it doesn't sit right with me. It's facts. That, that's one. Facts. Two... As a black person, I am a little sick and tired of white savior films. Um, I also didn't get a chance to see Black Klansman yet, which I heard I is in the same vein. It is. But, but, but not compared to the green, like there's still tangible black, because you know it's Spike. And now that I see how everything is shaped up, I kind of see why Spike made Black Klansman. It's fucked up, but he probably did the formula and said, all right, fuck it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot my shot and see if this is the one that you know gets me gets me my my just yeah. due, yeah. and it did right. But um, there's still I f- I hear it's still steeped where you could be like I right, some of this shit is whatever, but you can still see the conflict okay. and, and no, stuff it like is. that. Right? It is it is it's not it's not nowhere near like pure like, white like savior. What? Did you at see all. Green Book? No, I did, I did not see Green right, Book, right. and that's and I'm so, not going to. But I did see Black Klansman. Yeah, I, I may I, I'm going to see Black Klansman, and I may watch Green Book just to see what every like just to see for myself. Just I don't want to see anything where a white man teaches a black man to, to eat, eat chicken. fried fried chicken. Right? No, thank yeah. You. So, so funny enough, um, I didn't think the 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 Oscars was gonna the Oscar voting body was going to jump out the window. Cause I'm pretty you didn't think sure. they was going to do that? I didn't think they were going to do that. That, and I had even said so you on mean Twitter. this entire night where everything was so perfect and amazing and beautiful, you didn't think they was going to fuck it up at the end? Here's what I said. <laughs> this is exactly what I tweeted out. There's a lot of ways this best picture can go. If it goes that way, I didn't say what it was. <laughs> this shit is about to be interesting. <laughs> then I came back three seconds later. Yup, <laughs> they that went way. that way. Because literally... Anything else. Maybe Bohemian Rhapsody, I would have rolled my eyes. I'd have rolled my eyes. Yeah. And I would have been shocked. It's too much controversy right. behind it. Not gonna do that. Right. But listen to what you just said. I know there's controversy behind Green Book. How I run. But, but, but who's controversy? Is it is it general Me Too controversy or is it right, the blacks black, are angry controversy? Yeah, and, and it's funny because this um uh this writer for uh Scott Mendelson, this writer for Hollywood Porter that I've been following along ever since he's been talking about chronicling Black Panther breaking records and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He had wrote an article about the Oscars and the breakdown of who won, and he had made a comment where he said people aren't um, warts and all for the Green Book. Um, it was basically a movie where it was liberal enough where um, liberal white people would accept it, and but it was conservative enough where con- like conservative white people probably wouldn't, or, or racist white people, wouldn't be felt pushed away. And he said it wouldn't be judged on the outside um, controversies, and rightfully so, right? Yeah. So when I hit him, I was like, yo, why do you think the, the outside influence shouldn't, um, shouldn't factor in? And he basically said it was because it wasn't an historically accurate film. It wasn't based, It wasn't like a documentary. So they took liberties. And um, I forgot the second thing that he said. But um, he said he he said that um, to be fair, he said that he may write on it. Right. So my my point in saying that is, I think that a lot of people don't see the blind spots of why why 
a movie that has so much controversy over what makes it a movie, over the subject matter and who they're portraying. It should not be okay that you interpolate a history to to perpetuate a trope that's been fucked up for for generations in film. Yeah. Regardless if you follow the plan. Some of the best chemists follow a formula and the shit still blows up in their face. That should have blew up in the face. And that says more to me about the voting body yeah. than anybody else. Where I think for all the and and last night was a night. I mean, the Oscars night was a night of firsts. Like Absolutely. it was a night of, again. It was a night of firsts. <laughs> it was probably the most diverse Oscar winner class that there's ever been probably that there's yep. ever been you have an egyptian american two black first. women first uh, two black women winning in technical categories for the first time in 30 since the last one did 30 years ago right you have uh regina king winning her first you have mahershali jo- mahershali joining denzel as the only black man to have two oscars mm-hmm. you have um you have uh roma doing everything that it did and and, and that and, director. and 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 netflix right putting their foot on everybody's right you had young winners a lot of women a lot of women winning like there was so much diversity and so much with everything that to see the best picture go that way it just it i i think in terms of people recognizing certain things we still have a a long way to go the fact that one of the stars who won the oscar for this mahersha ali apologized for the portrayal of the character, speaks volumes. The fact that this movie is named after an actual historic document that was supposed to literally save the lives of black people across the country, and it's actually a movie about this white guy that drives Miss Daisy, it's just like, how dare you? And then for for it to be rewarded, it was just like first at first I was just like, well, what do I expect? Because it because it was Oscar bait to begin with. But then secondly, I'm just like, bro, you have this not not that I didn't allow that to ruin the entire night, but I was just like, you have this as you say this this notable incredible night, and then that shit happens. So I didn't know what to make of that, and I'm glad you actually shared your your feedback because I, I don't know. So like, where do we go from here? Um. I, I think you keep grinding. I think the initiative by the Academy Awards and and Spike even said it. For, first of all, he's hilarious. He was on one. Congrats that to whole night. Spike for finally Yo, getting there one. There was there was the there was the first. There was there was the first of the first. One of the biggest firsts that probably black people in in creative spaces have been waiting for. Right, and this man. Um, so happy, right? But he had a few uh, quotables. First off, saying that, I like that he got pissed when when oh he walked. He tried he to walk out. out. He they have pictures of him. Yeah. He like walked out, and they wouldn't let him leave until they finished the speech. Yeah. Like he was already out of there. Yeah. Um, Chad, Chadwick Boseman had a had a, had a gif where he's looking back. I think at Michael. B. He was at Michael. Like like it's one of those. What I told you. That's exactly yes. what the look was like. I told you them niggas was going to win. That's exactly how. I told how. you them niggas when was going to win. And that's screaming book, that's exactly the look he ate. Right. So people, and, and that's what I'm saying. If if you knew there was controversy because of Brian Singer and Bohemian Rhapsody, right? And they still won a war. Like, Rami still won. Like and people none of still, them thanked. Right, 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 directors. right. It is funny. It's like, if that could affect the best picture, how could something that directly affected the actual content of the movie because not do that either? Since when does the Academy care about things that affect the content of the movie? And the only people, the blacks were upset. Do you think that's going to change their mind? See, but here's the thing. I think when we say the Academy, we have to be specific about the voting body. But the specific voting body that, specific that I'm talking body, about. Right. Now, granted, and, and shout out to people like Reign of April, who, who hashtag Oscar So White, who have been doing the work to try to get these spaces more inclusive so that you don't have shit like this happening. Right. So real quick. So um, the thing that the second point that he had made um, when we were talking about why it shouldn't be affected, he said mm-hmm. with the real story now more readily available. History um, channel, like, like, I believe. The yeah. Smithsonian Channel had Right. It. Yeah. He's saying it's even less important slash viable to treat fictionalized movie versions as actual history. And I don't, I get, I think he's speaking from a pragmatic, logical perspective as to what's what he saying was that, it. What's he saying now that we should? What he he's saying it's 
to people who are just watching movies, uh-huh. it's not as important for it to be historically accurate. So to me, if I read between those lines, white people who are watching the Green Book aren't concerned that the actual Green Book isn't mentioned, aren't concerned that Don Shirley isn't centered, aren't concerned... Why would they be? Right. And and this is the voting. These are the people that are voting. Yeah. These are the older the older people who, who watch this and, and feel good about themselves yeah. because, it, it, you know, they feel seen, right? They feel seen and stuff like that. Like, yo, this is, this is the person I'm trying to be. <laughs> when, when they don't understand... When they don't understand the the problematic nature of it which is why as the academy gets more and more diverse hopefully movies like that don't get rewarded for perpetuating what they do you know what i'm saying mm. so so that that i i just think that that's that's a big that's a big issue that needs to be addressed um but but as i said that night i'm not going to let that one award dim everything else that happened like this is this is exactly what people have been talking about and you know i know there's always the the crowd that says y'all are y'all y'all always um want the white gaze and you you want the white you you want the (sighs) affection of white people with the awards and everything like that piss me off Um, we had an argument i mean it's it's every it's every it's every single year right and this this is what i would say when you are when you decide to be a filmmaker or be involved in anything film related there are echelons of awards it's just how it is as of now there's oscars there's Emmy. sag there's emmys Emmys, oscars there's, golden, there's globes, golden globes tonys you know what i'm saying like there's those are the awards that are established by bodies that that determine what what they feel like is the best. This is all a subjective thing also. So, you know, it's based on the voters and what they felt and whatever. Where I think people can, where, where it becomes um, wrong is when you equate those awards as being the only factor to determine how successful somebody is, how good a picture is. If you, Black Panther doesn't have to prove shit to anybody. Um, my guy David Dennis said it best. It it hurts the the legitimacy and the credibility of the Oscars to not have certain movies win, yes. to not have Spike have gone almost three three decades, mm. three decades without without winning, not a fucking commemorative one, right? Uh, without winning not an a lifetime Oscar. achievement, right? Award, without winning, that that makes the Oscars less credible, yeah. and I think it's a twofold thing where. They put some people put too much stock as the end all be all, and we understand the financial blah 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 blah. Yes. They put too much end all be all into awards in general, where you know if you change somebody's life with your film or your work, or you you make millions of dollars at the box office, or you get critical acclaim, there's more than one factor. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. second thing is if you want all awards, if you're about awards and you want all awards to be prestigious, then you need to elevate some of these other awards, um, especially stuff like Essence Awards, um, Soul Train Awards. Yes, even BET Awards or any other image body. Awards. Image Awards. I image any, awards. any other body that you feel will represent your people and represent um, who you think has the best critical eye to determine what's the best and will reward it as such, they need to be elevated as well. But I don't think it's an issue. If Spike didn't did not win another Oscar, I think he would still he he even said uh, yeah it's been with, thirty uh, plus years he he even said would do the right thing. Somebody asked what he had did anything different. He said the movie I made was the movie that I made thirty years ago. I spoke about gentrification and all of that thirty years ago, mm-hmm. so it resonates today. So that movie was the movie that was supposed to be made, and yep. there's nothing that needed to be changed. So he's resol- he's resolute in his feelings about his um his filmography, right? So that's all that you really need. But let's keep it real. If he went his whole life and never won an Oscar, his soul would be burning a little bit. Because we all, all humans like validation in some form, especially from all the bodies. The same way that we broke the color line in the in MLB, shout out to Jackie Robinson. The same way we broke through color lines in the civil rights moment, we want the right to exist on equal ground in all fields. So yeah, that is one measure, and that is one that right now that's the most prestigious. So yeah, you would want to win it, but when you feel like 
you have to do shit to do it, mm-hmm. I think that's a problem. When I, when you feel like it's that and nothing else, then yeah, I agree. But the whole pandering for white awards, but yeah, yet people want people want their they want um they want that that respect and that credibility. They don't want it from every institution. I can respect you if you say, yo, you don't care what they think. But I don't think if people get awarded those awards, they would just be like, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and there, there might be people who do feel that way. And I feel sorry for you because my thing is recognition. recognition. Do you understand how hype I would be if I got an image award for anything I did? Like, that, that would be what? hype. Crazy. It would be crazy. Uh, that being said, thank you, Dr. Jeff, for your rousing speech. Don't call me Dr. Jeff. My, <laughs> my, my mom is going to make me go get a doctor if you keep calling me that. She don't want me to perp. Is she a doctor? No, she's not. But oh, she, but she you know, wanted you to She's be Caribbean. Doctor. Do the math. Oh, and before we go, shout outs and salutes to Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. If you remember, he was on our show not too long ago on the Whose Manta Is This episode when he was promoting his role on Aquaman. Well, the gentleman has just landed an amazing role. He is now going to be the lead in the Jordan Peele remake of Candyman. Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. What did you think about that? Say his name in that mirror. Watch Yaya. <laughs> I'm not in the mirror saying this. Bust your head open. <laughs> it's gonna be good. I, I'm I'm interested. Candyman. Yo, I mean, Candyman was scary as shit. I, I'm I'm down to see it. Like, why not? Yeah, gotta yeah. Gotta support. Gotta support the boy. You know. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for anything Jordan Peele and horror related. It's probably gonna be fire, hot, freaking fire. Um, really excited to see that. Also do the math when you hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash for all nerds. Make sure you help us out there. If you are loving us, like what you hear, want to hear more, want to hear us out in the world doing big things like live shows, going out to all of these press junkets and getting all the details, getting the goods like interviewing your favorites. We need some support to be able to do that. So hit us up, patreon.com slash for all nerds. Hit up that five rack selection do that there's a really beautiful guy that's on that um you know that 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 tier it's five racks worth of headshots <laughs> you can get that <laughs> honestly i'm i'm very fearful if anybody buys that option do you, you do you think that they think they're gonna get you i mean you i mean you're there uh, no they, if they don't read the fine print then that's on them because you know that's a <laughs> monthly option too that is, that is a monthly option so i mean it, I, I'm not afraid, but I, I'd be concerned. We'd have to provide stuff. <laughs> I mean, our, our Patreon folks low-key be at the, um, they about to fire up the pitch. No, no, they, they are. But no. Oh, Patreon folks, check your uh, mailboxes. You'll be getting some stuff very soon. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I know we last surprised you guys for the holidays, but the more surprises coming through. Uh, and as always... Be sure that you're following us all over the interwebs at For All Nerds. Be sure you're hitting up ForAllNerds.com where we have all sorts of editorials, TV recaps, videos, the whole nine. Make sure, and I cannot stress this enough, and I need y'all to keep stressing this with everybody else. Press them. Subscribe to For All Nerds, For All Nerds, on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you listen to the podcast, you can get us. Hit us up, subscribe, rate us, leave a comment, whatever you like to do. Please do that. Please support us. We love you. And where can they find everybody and anybody and everybody? You can find myself mm. at Tatiana King. Yep. You? You can find me at Jeff J Says on all social media. And you can find our fearless leader, DJ Benhamin, all over social media and also in the DJ booth. Yes. And where you won't find us is misappropriating any funds on Patreon or anything that we uh, receive because... Honestly, we're not trying to have people find us. I'm gonna keep it real. Like, I'm not trying to have y'all find us. I'm not trying to have. I'm not trying to get dragged right. <laughs> for, for, for the, taking y'all money. For the money. record, we haven't made a major purchase quite yet. But when we do, y'all know. So when y'all see Tatiana in these streets with that new, with the new, <laughs> the new hair flow like Dwayne Wade, y'all gonna be. 
be like, damn, girl, your hair good. Where you, where, what you use for that? No. That Patreon pop? And they waiting to see your answer. You're like, nah, you know. You know I got a bonus at work. No, and fam. No, fam. No, y'all can actually Listen. audit us. And we actually have, you know, records of what we do with our funds. So. Right. Because uh, you are not non-existent and neither are our receipts and neither are our accountants they are very existent and ready to provide you with transparency for what we do Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros.